So hello and welcome to our ongoing series of Icons of Relocation podcast. My name is Simon Johnston, CEO of Icon Relocation, a provider of world-leading home search, moving technology and property management solutions. Now today I'm delighted to be joined, or rather I should probably say rejoined, by one of the leading experts on the UK rental market uh, with outstanding awareness and an amazing understanding of what's happening. And perhaps most importantly, gave us an insight into perhaps why things are happening. So who are we talking to? Of course, I'm back talking with Matthew Savage from Savills. Great to see you again. How are you? Thank you. I'm really well, thank you. Thank you for having me again. It's a real pleasure to be back. Uh, It's a real pleasure. In fact, you joined us on our very first podcast. And uh, uh, I'm not just saying this, I'm so excited to have you back on because if there was one hot topic to talk about at the moment, I mean, it's got to be the UK housing market or this issue, the London housing market. I mean, we could talk about this for hours. In fact, in some ways, I hope we do. But could you give us a sort of a quick overview about what what are you seeing happening? Or well, certainly since the last time we spoke. Yeah, well, thank you. And uh, thank you for the introduction. We, um, yes, things are um, still incredibly busy. The the markets, let's, if we look at the top of the funnel in terms of applicants coming into the market, it just hasn't slowed down. Um, it's it's kept increasing, and I know you know relocation agents like yourselves are seeing huge volumes come through. As are we, both through our traditional channels, whether that be our own websites, Rightmove, Zoopla, those kind of inquiries, people picking up the phone, but also through our corporate network of, of relocation agents and companies. We had a couple of record weeks the last couple of weeks in terms of applicant registrations. Um, the market just keeps on moving. And at the other end of that market is the complete lack of stock. Um, And when I say stock, available property in the rental market. That theme that we talked a lot about in the first podcast has very much continued. Um, We are seeing some green shoots. Um, We're seeing our what we call pitch numbers. So that's landlords inviting us into properties to talk about bringing them onto the market steadily increase. Um, and they have been for the last few weeks. And there's always a lag time and a lead time between those pitches and the properties coming onto the market. But we have seen our available property tick up slightly week on week um, for the last few weeks as well. So it's very strong to call it a recovery. I wouldn't go there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, it's, it's a trend in the right direction, which it's is a trend fantastic. In the right yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry to interrupt you, because again, this is really positive to hear this, but um, Southwest covers a fairly large area. Is this Mm. a universal truth you've seen that increase or is this more regional? Um, There are certainly pockets of activity. Um, We get skewed sometimes in certain areas that we try and leave out of our overall statistics. For example, our Manchester office bringing on uh, a building of 120 units. That's going to skew the the figures. So leaving those things out. But it is a general truth um, across most of our markets that um, the stock is growing slightly, Um, particularly in London, actually. We're seeing uh, slightly bigger growth in in those uh, available numbers in London. But it all has to be caveated. (laughs) And the major caveat is that it's coming from such a low base. So as we talked about in the first podcast, we were really, really at low levels and we, and we very much still are. I mean, when I look at our weekly numbers of available properties and compare them to last year, we're still sort of in the region of 40, 45 percent lower, although they're picking up. So that's extraordinary, isn't it? So, so basically you're running at incredibly bad maths here, but basically half the normal stock that you would expect to have in previous years, basically. Is that what you're suggesting? Definitely. Not far off that, that at all. 
That's amazing. And there are there are obviously things within that, you know, from a from a recording perspective, and what the average consumer would see on the portals, so Rightmove and Zoopla, is probably, I mean, things are moving so quickly that that picture that you get is already out of date, generally speaking. And properties are letting before they come to the open market, certainly. So there's a slight um, disruption to the accuracy of the figures based on that. Hmm. But we can take it as a general rule that, yeah, we're not far off, you know, half what we'd expect at this time of year at any one point. Oh. Actually, picking up on the, the the Zoopla conversation for a second, this is kind of an interesting one. Is is because maybe I'm fairly sort of the Zoopla and the right moves. These are sort of shop windows, aren't they? They're sort they of are. just a way of showing what's available, which is, they're, they're brilliant and I'm not knocking them at all. But yeah. it, it's not necessarily a reflection of exactly what is out there, is it? So, I mean, yeah. the, there's nothing beating the, the, what, what we're doing, just yeah. talking, having a chat with everybody and trying to get that above curve. So anybody coming along, looking at these websites and saying, oh, it looks like there's good stock out there. That's not necessarily the truth. No, it's not. And um, yeah, it's it, it, it's very difficult for applicants at the moment. I mean, to give you an example, one of my applicants emailed me a list of seven properties yesterday that they'd seen on those portals, mm -hmm. um, of which one was available still. Um, so that gives you a bit of an indication of you know how accurate those portals are at any one time through no one's fault. Um, mm -hmm. They're uploaded, generally speaking, within 24 hours, <laughs> but things are just moving so quickly that, uh, you know, they're, they're so quickly out of date. Yeah. OK. Photos. I mean, you just talked about say, the stock levels and, and, and that aspect. I'm just thinking ahead. It's, at the moment, we are seeing, and it's, it's great, I think the whole relocation issue is seeing it, but we're seeing really bigger numbers of people moving back to the UK, mm. which is fantastic news after the COVID situation. UK is really back, I, I would say. So the numbers we're having are increasing. The, the number of Asanis coming over at short notice is, is increasing, which is really fabulous. Now, there's a possibility that the number of people coming in demand is still outstripping the available properties. So are we sort of in a position where we have to think slightly differently? In other words, what is best practice from your perspective to to give somebody the best guidance in today's market? It's it's a really difficult question at the moment um, because we've had instances where people have come over with very little time and they've been uh, lucky that something has come onto the market just as they arrive that they can take. However, right. the best practice at the moment really is to give yourself as much time as possible. That's one of the reasons when we look into the data a little bit more that we are seeing record number of applicants at the moment is because we've got huge amounts of students who are looking earlier than they would be normally, um, bolstering that number. We're also oh, seeing nice. those you know, who require schooling, for example, wanting to get a jump on um, the market if they can and secure something as early as possible because they know it's going to be difficult. So the com competition is starting for properties earlier probably than it than it would any other year as well. So it, it's difficult to get ahead of the curve, but giving yourself the maximum time to search and select something is wise. We are seeing at the moment um, a slight increase in terminations. I think we're looking at, um, and when I say terminations, I mean people terminating their tenancies sure. rather than renewing essentially. Um, so that will bring more property onto the market. And we're seeing that happen at pretty early rates. We contact tenants and landlords three months before the end of the tenancy. So you're looking at that sort of three month period where a landlord doesn't want a void um, period that they're paying you know, their mortgage with no rental income. So that might be a good indicator to tell people, you know, let's look at three months before you actually need to move, start to look at the market, start to contact your relocation provider and your agents 
um, to, because properties will start becoming available at that time. Um, and the reason we're seeing those, those terminations happening, I believe, is that um, we are seeing people move, move back to their, their other countries. We're seeing people move back to um, properties uh, in different locations where they perhaps moved out of London, for example, during the pandemic and now need to move back in. But also um, cost of living, I think, is probably starting to bite a little bit um, for certain individuals. Um, we're not seeing that as a real theme coming through, but it's certainly a prediction that once, let's say, people run through a cycle of a year on their current energy package or whatever it may be, they start to reassess and see what the, those increases in cost are looking like and might have to reconsider their, their position from that perspective as well. Okay, I mean that that's interesting. I'm just talking about the um, the fact that terminations are increasing because uh, one of the things that I'm quite surprised. You look at say parts of Surrey, um, which is sort of really a, a key location. American schools, international schools, those sort of areas. I mean, let's just look at Cobham, Weybridge for for a second. Yes, is that in normal previous years you would expect to see that that sort of churn, if you like. You would see yeah. more families will be leaving. There will be more properties coming back on the market. Assignments come in collusion. It, it seems at the moment that that hasn't happened. There's been a, a real slowdown in that area. You would normally see that churn the properties. Um, so yeah. it's encouraging to hear that you're beginning to see that come back because that must be a major factor as to one of the reasons why the housing stock is feeling the pressure as it is. Yeah, it is indeed. And um, that uh, well-documented, well-publicised move out of the capital or out of a town centre for more space was a big driver mm -hmm. of that. And we're probably getting to the end of the cycle of those tenancies now as well. Um, so hopefully that will be a factor that will open up a little bit more of that available property. OK, so uh, encouraging. So there, there are, as you say, some green shoots here, which is some green shoots, you. some green shoots. Yeah. OK, so I, I hate, actually, I don't hate asking these questions. I love asking these questions. I just <laughs> think you, you probably don't like me. So do you have any uh, sort of views about what's going to be happening in the next few few months? Because if we're seeing um, increase of activity coming back to the UK, which I keep saying is really fantastic, we need to get the best buys possible. So that, that green shoots of, of recovery on the housing stock, do you think that is a trend or is this just a moment in time? Well, I do think we've seen a good few weeks worth of activity now, which point towards there being um, a continuation of this of this theme. So we certainly hope so. And um, I thought you might ask something along those lines. So rather <laughs> than take on entire responsibility myself, um, we do on a regular basis, our research team does a survey of all of our offices and all of our agents across um, across the UK, essentially. And they ask certain questions and that's when they produce some of their quarterly uh, publications. So we did ask that, um, that we did ask some of our agents essentially what they think is going to happen in the next three months. They said that 72% uh, expect there to be an increase in available property right. over the next three months. And the reasons they, they said that was the reasons we've covered already. So more pitching activity, so more talking to landlords about bringing property on the market, as well as more terminations. Okay. So that's quite a high number across our Actually, network. Actually, that's a much higher number than I thought you were going to say. So that's, yeah. that's encouraging. Uh, are we seeing yeah. professional landlords come back into the market in bigger numbers? Because uh, during the sort of uh, tail end of COVID, you, you're seeing lots of people exiting the marketing as house prices increased. Um, yeah. are, are they sort of reinvesting back in again? Is, is there more of this taking place? It, it, again, it's quite a difficult one um, to put a particular number on. There are encouraging signs, though. I mean, I, I, I don't know if anyone caught it, but 
we looked at some of the mortgage rates that are available recently. And um, for the first time, I think potentially that I've ever seen, buy to let mortgage rates were lower than normal, um, just just normal mortgage rates for, for owner occupiers and, and purchasers. So that's an encouraging sign that um, that lenders are competitive because when rates go down it's because generally speaking lenders are competing with each other for the business so that suggests that there's business out there in terms of people looking for buy-to-let investments and when you talk about professional landlords um yes certainly we're, we're seeing a continued um growth of the um professional landlord sector in things like uh, build to rent which we discussed mm. last time yeah that's not going anywhere yeah, I think that's getting stronger, but geographically, it's still relatively limited. modest numbers, isn't it? I mean, that's the impression I get. When you compare us with other nations, certainly. Um, Actually, you know, just for anybody stuff. who's not sorry to interrupt you, but anybody who's yeah. not heard that phrase before or missed the last podcast, could you just explain what you mean by uh, that, that type of property? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's essentially developers who uh, build um, and hold on to entire buildings purely for rental. So these buildings aren't as they have been traditionally in locations, you know, um, bought up by investors. They're actually held by the developers who run them as a rental um, a rental building. So they want to create communities within these buildings and they offer things like, um, gr well, great facilities with communal working spaces, gyms, um, all things like this to bring the community of that, uh, of the building together. Um, and they're popping up in, in all different locations at the moment. The thing that is a limiting factor is obviously the geography, because you can only build certain buildings to scale in certain locations. So right. we've seen lots of activity in Canary Wharf, um, in Wembley, uh, in out in Greenford to the west of London, so less so in central prime London locations at the moment. They're all a little bit more peripheral, um, but that's an, a, uh, an area of the lettings market that's just going to grow and grow, I believe. Yeah, I have to say it's an excellent idea. Yeah, because one of those ideas when you hear it, you kind of go, "Well, yes, why didn't we do this 10, 20 years ago?" Absolutely, it's, it's such an obvious thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Which kind of leads to, to the question. So stock are beginning to increase. Uh, what about rental prices? I mean, they aren't uh, demand. The, the prices are going up. I think that's a, a universal truth. What's your views around that? Do you think that's going to steady as stock goes up? Or are we going to see probably prices still flowing upwards even as stock levels recover? Yes, I think, um, I mean, it varies across the different locations. Um, the, the demand and supply varies across different locations as well, which is one of the contributing factors to rental growth, clearly. Um, we've seen uh, across London, for example, flats, which took a big dip in price um, mm. over the pandemic as everyone moved out, now recover to pre-pandemic levels. Right. But we see growth... Uh, rental growth across most sectors slowing slightly in comparison to where they've been over the last 12 months. Um, for example, those sort of prime London, London values, we, we've seen about a 3% um, growth in the last quarter, and we expect it to be similar probably in the next quarter as well. So although the demand, uh, the supply and demand issue will still lead to growth, we expect that to slow because it's been so extreme um, in the last year. And we're talking, you know, 14% across London and, and sort of 8% um, in the what we call the commuter zone. So the likes of Cobham, et cetera. But there are spikes um, in, in certain locations where stock has been so thin. And there are also spikes in stock type 
uh, so property, sorry, property type. So houses in southwest London locations have seen much larger growth than apartments, for example, um, because of the lack of availability and the demand. But it'll level out, I think, um, and I'd expect, you know, around a sort of perhaps sort of 4% uh, growth across London in the next in the next uh, quarter or so, I think. Which is still sizable. I mean, you're still talking it about is. 1% increase per month, isn't it? So yeah. I think as so long as you're aware of that and, and budget for that, then that should be okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, this sounds really good. So let's sort of kind of recap this because uh, this I think is really essential listening for anybody relocating to the UK. So mm. we need to start be thinking ahead of time. So you're saying ideally as much as three months before to start considering what the housing situation is. I mean, that's, I think that's a good idea. much earlier than probably expected. I think a lot of people are still thinking one month is sufficient. You're saying not even close. Three months is probably the right timeline. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like like I mentioned earlier, you can get lucky. <laughs> but yeah. the more time, the better at the moment, certainly. Because um, I, I think, although we talk about it a lot, and mm -hmm. I know you, you at Icon are, are sending out as much information about the market as possible, yeah. until you see it with your own eyes, mm -hmm. um, it can sound uh, not unrealistic, but it's it's difficult to imagine and, until you see it with your own eyes. So giving yourself that amount of time to get familiarised with it, I think is puts you puts you in a good position. OK, so that's key. Uh, obviously, recognising stock is slowly recovering, but it's got a long way to go. But the student market yeah. is now waking up. So mm -hmm. obviously that usually comes in late in the summer, but we're seeing it now. So yeah. anybody coming in the summer, we're going to have to compete with that a little bit. So prices are going up slightly. So we just got to be flexible and yep. just understand what's going on. Look at maybe a wider catchment area than you normally would. Yes. Be flexible on timelines, flexible on dates. And most importantly, I'm going to suggest right property comes up, take it as quickly as you humanly can. Is Absolutely. that a fair assessment of where we are? I think that's definitely a fair assessment. And and you, you mentioned students, it's it's understanding mm. your competition as well. I mean, um, for example, one of the embassies that we work with um, on a regular basis and informed us the other day. I mean, we have a an unprecedented amount of diplomats coming through at the moment um, on their rotation into London. And they informed us that over the pandemic, 10 percent of their UK popula diplomatic population left for various reasons. So they're refilling that. Um, as well as the normal annual movement that they have. So those sort of sorts of things are happening across all different types of corporate institutions, which are driving uh, the high numbers of applicants through to, to the UK at the moment. So competition is very strong as well. Hence, getting a jump on that with that further time of three months is, is a wise a wise thing to do as yeah, well. Yeah, look, you're really wise to talk about it as competition because that's basically what it is, isn't it? And we've mm -hmm. just got to recognise that moment that, you know, London is is clearly the place to be. I mean, the UK is, but let's just say we're London. So yeah. therefore, understand you are in competition and put yourself in the best position possible to get the best results possible. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Brilliant. Uh, I think that pretty much covers the marketplace. Is there anything else that you feel we haven't touched on that we need to explore? Um, I don't think so, really. But um, if there's one other thing that might be worth worth thinking about, it's I guess one thing that um, we talked about a lot is um, just the, the transport across the UK and, and London yeah. and really getting to grips with that as early as possible in your search. Um, so using websites like TfL in London, um, the National Rail website. I know that it all sounds really straightforward, but there are always changes happening to the transport network. You look at the Elizabeth line, um, mm -hmm. which is opening across London, for example. You know, um, 
areas like Abbey Wood in southeast London would be areas that would not really be considerable from a, an efficient commute perspective into central London previously, whereas now, absolutely. So look at those transport changes for new locations that might open up um, and be reasonable now for, for your relocation. Uh, a very good comment is it's like I live south of London and I love the Thameslink and people forget yes. the Thameslink goes straight through London out the other side. So yeah. <laughs> you get used to that. You know, you can live south of London and work in north of London. It's not a huge difficulty. So good observation. Uh, Matthew, as always, an absolute pleasure catching up with you. I hope you can do this again soon. Uh, this is probably my favourite conversation of all time at the moment. So uh, I would it's certainly topical. <laughs> It's so topical and it's so interesting. Mm. I mean, while it's very frustrating, it, it is fascinating to see how much change has happened in the market and yeah. comfortably less than a year. You know, within six months, we've gone from one market to another. Yes. And as you said, unless you've seen it yourself, it's kind of hard to yeah. hard to believe it almost. Absolutely. Matthew, let's call it time there. Thank you so much. Great to see you. Hope we catch up with the game very soon. Take care. You too. Thank you so much.